Hi, this is your host, Pete Bloom. Welcome to American Heroes Network. Our core mission is serving the brave men and women who have sacrificed to ensure our freedom. You will hear true stories from those that have served, learn about veteran organizations and resources, and gain hope for your future knowing American Heroes Network, your community, and other veterans are here and at the ready to serve and help you and your family. We will talk about the hard topics like PTSD and TBI. You will also hear military history, inspirational stories, learn about networking with the community, and more. So come join us and be part of our family. Today's guest is an Army veteran that served as a Ranger. He transitioned and is now the president and founder of Black Dog Merchant Solutions. I would like to welcome Nick Ford. Nick, thank you for serving. How are you doing today? Hey, Pete. My pleasure. I'm well, thanks. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Spent the day at the beach yesterday, so we're going to see if I have a sunburn or not. <laughs> oh, excellent. No, no sunburn for me, thankfully. So tell me a little bit about what you did in the military. So I served with 3rd Ranger Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment. I went in in 2003, got out in 2007, and I served as an infantryman there. So not a whole lot I did in the military was business-related. But it definitely helped. Um, I served two tours in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. As I said, I got home in 2007, did the National Guard for a couple of years, and just began my transition into the civilian world. It looks like you moved into IT after getting out of the military and before you started your own business. Is that true? That is correct. Growing up, I was always kind of a computer geek, and I use that term very lovingly because I've always been passionate about technology. Definitely about computers. When I was little, I mean, I think I sat down on my first computer when I was about eight years old, connected to it ever since. I didn't really do that much in the military that involved computers, but once I got out, I kind of honed in on that skill. And yes, that was the first civilian job that I landed was in IT, and I stayed in IT for about five years or so. You know, when I got out, it had to do with IT as well, so I was like, cool, we have something in common. I actually started messing with IT while I was still in the military, though. It was kind of like a collateral duty for my department. I was uh, taking care of the email, and back then they were starting the whole web page thing where you could have like a little team page or whatever. So I was working with Banyan Vines. I don't even know if that exists anymore, and everybody's gone to something else like Microsoft for Mail. Yep. But I really enjoyed it, and I decided I actually wanted to get out and do IT. Well, first I said, hey, can I transfer to that job in the military? But, of course, they were like, hey, we already trained you for something. Yeah. We're not training or transitioning you to a new job. You have to re-enlist for eight years if you want to do that. <laughs> yeah, so I got out and did it on my own and didn't retire, but I don't regret it. So do you feel like your transition from the military was easy or hard? I think compared to other stories that I've heard, I think my transition was relatively easy. You know, I had my spurts of nightmares, the heavy drinking, the, you know, a lot of time in my basement watching YouTube videos by myself. But, you know, like I said, hearing some of the stories, some of these guys that are coming back, all in all, I had it pretty easy. That phase lasted, I would say, less than a year before I was relatively adjusted and holding steady employment in the IT industry. And I think part of the issue for veterans when they get out is being engaged again. And I think that's where a lot of these guys are kind of getting lost is when they're so engaged in the military and they're so driven in what they're doing, they get out and then it's like they don't have purpose anymore. And I think that's where the slippery slope starts. So thankfully for me, I gained my traction back in a pretty short period of time. Once I was locked back in, 
in IT, it was kind of smooth sailing from there because I was engaged. I had a purpose and loved going to work and obviously had a great support system with my family and friends. And you brought up something interesting that's aside from starting a business, you know, you're talking about the struggle that you deal with when you get out of the military, especially for people that have been in combat situations. And you were able to get through it, and you said you got into IT. Did you have help getting through it? Did you have anybody else from the military, anybody else in the civilian community that kind of helped you there, or did you have to do it on your own? Well, thankfully, I didn't have to do it on my own. Very good support channel in the Ranger community specifically, and there was a handful of Rangers that I spoke with, some of them I had served with and others served long before me, that I talked to about different things, and they all kind of have been there and done that. And that group of people was very instrumental to me kind of getting readjusted quicker because these were people that have been there and done that and know exactly what it's like to get out of the military and transition into the civilian world. And, you know, they made it perfectly clear that life isn't over after the military. So I did have great support from those guys. I was a member of ArmyRanger.com. It's kind of a closed community for past, present Army Rangers to kind of just talk about things. That was a, an excellent outlet for me and to hear perspectives from older generation Rangers and stuff like that, you know, and my family and my friends. So with the combination of those three things, I absolutely did not do it on my own. I had a lot of help, and I think that played a big role in, in getting me back to where I needed to be. Yeah, it seems like from everyone that I've talked to that that's really a critical piece is having some way to help get you integrated back into the civilian lifestyle because, you know, you're used to mainly people say to that team environment. I'm always with people that understand exactly who I am. And then after leaving combat and coming home, unless you're with a tight military community, it's like regular people just don't always get it. Exactly. But there are so many organizations now of people that are learning, understanding, and wanting to help that I always like to hear about those and mention those when possible. I want all the military veterans to know that there's somebody out there to help them, no matter what state you live in or where you're at. Yeah, there definitely is. You know, with the world of the Internet and, and Google now, it's not hard to find organizations. It might be a little difficult to get comfortable with one, of course. Like I have the luxury of kind of instantly connecting with another ranger. You know, I'm instantly connected with them. People that served in maybe other branches or stuff like that, National Guard and what have you, maybe there isn't that instant connection. So I would add that it's important to give a few different places a try until you find somewhere or somebody that you feel comfortable with and that you feel understands your situation. Absolutely. Very well said. So, you know, we've both done the IT thing. We got out and did some IT. I'm still in IT. I love it. Now, you went from IT and then you started your own business. What was it that caused you to start your business? You know, sometimes you get these weird ideas and say, man, I really want to do that. This was kind of like one of those things. Starting an ATM business was just one of these weird ideas that I had years ago. And I forget what sparked it. I saw an ATM, you know, you're in IT. I saw the ATM, started wondering, hmm, how does that work? I wonder how this works, how that works. So I looked into it a little bit. In December of 2015, my daughter was born, my first daughter. So my wife and daughter were basically resting in the hospital. And I found myself in the hospital room with really nothing else but my cell phone and laptop. I still don't know to this day what sparked it. But a light bulb went off in my head in the hospital room, 
as I was basically kind of just hanging out. I don't want to say I had nothing to do, but my wife and daughter were sleeping constantly, you know, resting. So this light bulb went off. I basically just sat down, opened up my laptop, and right then and there purchased my domain name, purchased some hosting, and just started banging away on the website. And it all started from there, really. (laughs) Wow, that's really funny. Your wife wakes up. You're like, hey, honey, guess what? We have a domain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I designed business cards, too, and I was like, hey, what do you think of this? And she's like, I don't care. Get that out of my face. <laughs> she's like, "Um, you know, we got this baby right here, right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So the name Black Dog Merchant Solutions, how'd you come up with that? I mean, I wish I had a cool backstory behind it. I mean, the, the reality of it is that I have two very loving Black Lab dogs. So that's really where, where it came from, to be honest. Actually, my first logo, I took a picture of one of my dog's heads, and I brought it into Photoshop, and I kind of traced the outline of her head. You know, she has this big, goofy Black Lab head with big, floppy ears. So I took that and I was like, man, that'd be a cool logo. So I put it into Photoshop. I messed around with it. I put it on the business card and stuff. I thought it looked outstanding. Order the business cards, get them all printed. And I started showing them to people. And they were like, well, what is this thing? And they pointed to the logo. And I was like, (laughs) what do you mean? What is it? It's my dog's head. And they're like, oh. And I was like, well, do you not know what it is? And he's like, not really, man. I mean, I can't really tell. And I, I got all mad, and I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And, and I, the more people I passed them out to, you know, friends and family, they're like, yeah, this looks like a black blob. I don't know what this is. <laughs> so I had to change it. But anyway, that's where the Black Dog uh, Merchant Solutions name came from. It's my two dogs, Lucy and Lola. I have two German Shepherds, so I totally get it. And when I heard the name, I, I took a guess and was thinking you probably had a black dog. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But, you know, it's interesting, that story, because they say when you start a business, you have to be ready to to pivot and change and adapt based on what you hear from people or customers or whatever. And you pretty much got some instant feedback about that and ended up changing the logo and everything. So, yeah, you got to be willing to do that. And business cards are so important. So, yeah, I, I see what happened and why you did it. But what I like now is what you have all over the ATM machines is an American flag. And I think that's totally awesome. So what did you end up putting on the business card? Was it also like an American flag or something? No. So there's not an American flag on there. Down in the lower right-hand corner, I have a service-disabled veteran-owned business logo. Um, I actually ended up changing my company logo. It was the black dog head that no one knew what it was. Then it was a paw print, which I, again, thought was spectacular. I'm like, this is it. This is, black dog, right? this is it. So I printed off a bunch of business cards again and you know, started giving them to people, and they gave me feedback, and... I was kind of like, oh, man, again, again with this. And I'm like, do you know what that is? And they're like, yeah, it's a paw print. And uh, I'm like, yep. And they're like, well, what does the paw print have to do with, don't you do ATM machines? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? You're right. The paw print has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm selling. <laughs> so I ended up changing it again to the black lock. So that makes a little more sense than a dog head or a, uh, a puppy paw, I guess. That's really funny, though. I bet each time you made business cards, you were printing out less of them. <laughs> yep, absolutely. The first time, I think I ordered a box of 500. I'm like, yeah, these are all going to go. And I handed out like 10, and then the rest went in the trash. I actually kept a few of them just for fun. Yeah, it's a good story now. You could take them places and teach other veterans and show them the importance of that specific thing. You know, you got to have your business card. 
has to mean something. It has to represent what your business is. You could take those everywhere and show people and teach them. Yeah, branding's huge. And like you said, um, listening to what other people have to say and acting on it may or may not be something that veterans are super used to doing, but you absolutely have to do it in the business world. So tell me about your company. I'll read my mission statement verbatim right now, and our mission is really to be the primary provider of ATM machines and merchant services for the veteran community. And in that, we leverage the power of financial technology to give back to fellow veterans. So my company offers two products, ATM machines and merchant services, which is more commonly known as credit card processing. We use ATM machines as donation vehicles in that every time they're used, they donate a portion of the surcharge fee directly to a veteran charity. So from the credit card processing side of things, it's really historically and unfortunately been known as kind of a shady industry where there's kind of a lot of predatory people. Back in the day, there was tons of predatory people. Now it's a little more honest with Google and stuff like that. Things are a lot more transparent, so it's harder to be shady. But from the credit card processing side of things, I want to be the point of contact for other veteran businesses to speak to, to trust, and to know that they're going to get a fair deal in dealing with us if they need to accept credit cards for their company. And from the ATM side of things, as I said before, I would love to have ATM machines inside of VFWs, inside of American Legions, and Vets Posts, because it's really a win-win-win situation. You know, there's an ATM machine in there that's branded, as you said, with the American flag. It says it donates to veteran charity right on there. The customer gets to choose which veteran charity their ATM donates to. And you're doing business with a veteran-owned business. So it's a pretty cool and pretty unique business model. Yeah, that's really awesome. I did love the part about being able to donate a portion of the profits to a veteran charity. Now, as far as people getting these things, has it been mostly like veteran organizations or are they just kind of starting to spread out everywhere? Right now, it's mostly veteran organizations. I have a couple ATMs and VFW posts. I have an ATM and an AMVETS post. Uh, American Veterans Post. And I do have one ATM in a Chinese food restaurant, which has nothing to do with the, <laughs> the veteran social establishments, but nonetheless donates. So it's starting to move about a little bit. An important thing to note, too, is that these ATM machines, they're not just for VFWs or American Legions or veteran bars. If you're a business owner and you're not a veteran, but you support veterans, hey, one of these ATMs, it might be a good shot for you because veterans like to do business with other veterans and people that support veterans. And the analogy that I always use is that if there were two convenience stores next to each other and one has a sign in it that says, we support our veterans or we support our troops, and the other one does not, which one is the veteran more likely to go into and give his business to? Probably the one that says, we support veterans. So the ATM machine is kind of a cool way to say that your company supports veterans while still providing a convenient service for your customers. Yeah, I know if I saw something like that, it would definitely catch my eye, and that's where I would go every time. Right. So what were the steps that you took to get your business up and running? I'm the type of person that likes to have my ducks in a row before I make moves. So I started at the base, the very beginning of researching business entities choosing one that was correct for me, which happened to be an LLC, and registering my business. And I think that was an important first step, I mean, other than my website and stuff that I was doing in the hospital room. 
it was an important step because not only is it now a legal entity, but it became real to me. You know, at that point in time, when I registered the business as an LLC with my state, it was real. On paper, I was a business owner. You know, no money coming in or anything like that, but it was kind of like a game changer because it went from, that was the point in time where it went from an idea to a reality, at least on paper at the time. I did a lot of research, too, on how the ATM business works, what type of contracts I would need to get made up, where I should buy ATMs from, who I should visit as far as, you know, for legal advice goes. So I would say the steps that I took, the most important one is just researching. You have to slow it down. You have to start from the ground up, grab a cup of coffee, sit down at your computer and read. And I know that that's sometimes a tough thing for veterans to do because we're very action oriented. We want to get in there and get our hands dirty and do it, which is great. But in business, it doesn't work that way. You have to take that tactical pause and just sit down, relax and read, 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 ask questions, do your research before you make your moves. One thing that's a little interesting is some people will say that, you know, their military experience helped them. But you came right out and said your military experience and what you did as a ranger didn't really have any business knowledge in there at all because it was totally unrelated to the business world. So when you got out and you went into IT and then you decided to start your own business and you talk about doing research, is that it? Is that all that you had to do was just research things in order to get your business started? You didn't have to take any classes or do anything else and you were okay? I mean, I think that the military helped me in that it helped me understand who my customer is now. You know, back in the day when I enlisted, when I was 17, 18 years old, and going through my military career and learning about how veterans are and how the military works and everything, when I got out and now I'm in a business that deals with veterans, I can relate to them now because I've been there and done that. I can relate to their mindsets. So it's definitely helped me in that aspect to understand my customer. And, you know, I think the discipline gained in the military helped me stay driven and on target with starting my business. I was always very disciplined growing up anyway. My father was actually an Army Ranger as well. He served in 2nd Ranger Battalion in the 70s and 80s. So I grew up in a regimented childhood anyway. Nothing crazy, but my dad was a disciplinarian. And rightfully so. So I think that the, the military definitely helped me. But I think that growing up the way I was raised and the type of person that I was raised to be helped me more so to be successful. And I also think the ability to make decisions is imperative in business. And the whole military experience in general set me up for success in that category. Yeah, I guess the one thing, no matter what business that you go into, is that the military does give you that discipline, as you mentioned. You know, it gives you the leadership abilities to lead and manage a team. So there is a lot of good that comes out of it. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to gain from the military. And you see it a lot in other veteran-owned businesses. I mean, you can tell the way that some of these guys run their businesses. Ooh, they have some serious leadership traits, and they're not scared to make decisions. I think that's huge for businesses. So can you tell me about some of the challenges you faced when you started your business or that you might be facing now? Sure. I think learning as I go, and I think that's typical in any entrepreneurial journey, is just kind of learning things the hard way. I didn't learn everything the hard way, but some things were absolutely learned the hard way and kind of just went with it to see what happens. For example, how sales tax worked. I didn't really know anything about sales tax or, I mean, I knew the basics and stuff like that. But when I was purchasing ATM machines, I was purchasing them tax-free 
from my vendor online. Thought it was great. Hey, I don't have to pay tax. Sounds silly, but that's the, I'm like, oh, tax free. Sweet. No problem. You know, and then I explain things to my accountant and he's like, yeah, it's not how it works. <laughs> he's like, actually, you owe, <laughs> it was a pretty penny to the government for sales tax. So that was kind of tough to take a hit like that just starting off. But you know what? Now I know. Now I know I have to pay sales tax on these items that I was buying from the tax-free vendor online. Another thing I found that was a challenge was letting go of money to pay for things I didn't get an immediate payoff from. For example, like a lawyer. It was tough to kind of invest it became known to me as an investment. And now I know what a business investment is, but it was tough to like pay for things like my lawyer's time and really not get anything back in return right then and there. I mean, sure, I got my contracts drafted a month down the road or whatever, but I think in spending that money to get your business off the ground was definitely a challenge in getting this business started. And you didn't retire, right? No. So just like me, you know, we both got out before we retired. So that means that starting a business, you wouldn't, you know, have the extra paycheck to rely on. Right. So financially, did you have to do loans or stuff like that to get started or did you have cash out of pocket? Thankfully, I didn't have to do any loans or anything like that. And another cool thing about my business, at least for me, is that this business idea I had explained to my father a number of years ago and ran it by him. And he's like, I think it's great. I think you can totally do it. So unfortunately, he passed away in June of 2016. So, you know, when he passed away, his life insurance, a big portion of it came to me. And I used a chunk of that to get my business off the ground. So, I mean, not only did it prevent me from having to take out loans or borrow money from people, but it's kind of cool to know that sort of a little bit of my dad is in the business. Yeah, I totally think that you became a ranger like him. You had told him about your idea, so he knew about your idea, and now you've actually gone and done it. So I'm sure that for many reasons, he's very proud of you. Yeah, I think he would be as well. So what would you say the key to the success of your business is? I'd say the key to success for my business, and I think anybody else starting a business, is time management. Time management and being to level with other veterans in my business. I think veterans are somewhat skeptical of people who are outside of the circle. You know, and a lot of times that, that's rightfully so. But I think they feel more comfortable in dealing with another veteran when it comes to business. So I think the key to success to this business is my ability to be able to sit down face-to-face with another veteran and establish that level of trust with them. So basically, your business helps veterans in a way that you can donate to a particular charity. Are you also helping veterans in any other way? Like, are you hiring them for your team or, or anything like that? The team really consists of me right now. Um, however, when I do decide to employ people, I'm absolutely going to do my best to hire veterans. I think it's sort of a natural progression for a veteran-owned business. You want to hire veterans. You're a veteran-owned business. You serve veterans. You donate to veterans. So you hire veterans. It's, it's almost a no-brainer. So aside from our ATM machines donating to veteran charities, yes, we're absolutely going to hire veterans when the time comes. We try to do little things here and there to support the veteran community. And, you know, we're still small. And I say we just because I think that's what you do in business when you own a company. 
it's really just me. <laughs> so we are small right now. And hopefully when we grow, get bigger and bigger, we can really start donating more and, and hiring veterans and sponsoring more events. How do you go about getting a charity tied into a choice that someone can make when they get an ATM? A couple of my friends run charities, so it, it really started with that. I know a lot of people that do work with military charities, so speaking with them, yeah, I work for this charity, they're great, they do this, that, and the other, here's the point of contact, I reach out to them, then that relationship's established, and then their charity basically goes on the list of charities to choose from. That's not to say that if I get a new customer and the charity that they want to donate to isn't on the list, that I can't establish a relationship with whatever charity. As long as the charity is military-oriented, that's really our only criteria for being able to donate to. So all I need is a point of contact from that charity, and I do the rest. I haven't run into a single charity that has been turned off by the idea or anything like that. Everybody that I've talked to, I mean, we work with Boston Wounded Vet Run. We work with Stop Soldier Suicide. All these charities have loved the idea and have been totally into it. So really, it just starts at that point of contact with, with the charity, and we do the rest. Well, that's really awesome. What is one of the most important things that you've learned since starting your business that you can share with future veteran business owners? The most single important thing that I have learned is the importance of time management. I'm a full-time student. I've been going to school full-time since 2013. I got my associate's degree, and now I'm one semester away from getting my bachelor's degree. So if you feel like you don't have the time to do it, I can almost guarantee that you do have the time to start your own business. You just have to manage that time. I appreciate every minute of the day. I have plenty of time that I take off and relax and stuff like that. But it's that calendar, that iPhone or that Android, the calendar on there, you need to use it. And you need to allocate time to your business. You need to allocate time to your family, especially. That's huge. Couldn't do this without my family. And you got to take time for you. I'm living proof of it. It's absolutely possible that you can run your own business and do other things at once. So you already mentioned research and the website and a couple things like that. For the transitioning veterans that want to start their own business, if you had to give them an action items list, what would you put on it? I think the number one thing that I would put on there is attending a veteran entrepreneur workshop. Recently, this past winter, I attended the Vet to CEO program, it's called, at my local VFW post in Ipswich, Ipswich, Massachusetts. Um, the Vet to CEO program is actually a national program, and a lot of it's done online, but they've been selecting and VFW posts have been volunteering to kind of host the program in person for veterans. I mean, not only does the program teach you how to run a business, but it also makes you really think about your business decision. And that's why I'm putting this workshop at the number one spot on the list of things to do. Because if you have an idea and you say, hey, hmm, that's a cool idea, I want to start a business, you get into this workshop. And this workshop is taught by all veterans and they're all veteran business owners, and they're very good at what they do, and the program costs nothing for the veteran, zero dollars. And I believe it was a 10-week program. At the end of it, you get a business plan. Well, you don't get it, you make one. But along the way, you learn everything you need to develop your business plan. And at the very end of the course, they do a, a business plan competition where you do your pitch in front of a panel, 
it was just like Shark Tank almost. I think they were a little nicer than the people on Shark Tank sometimes. <laughs> but nonetheless, it was, I mean, they rented out a big place in Boston. You were up on a stage in front of a panel of judges and you did your business pitch. My point is, is that in going to this program, it really makes you think about your decision and it gives you a taste of whether or not business ownership is going to be for you. When we started, there were like 30 people in this vet to CEO class. By the end, there were eight or nine. So that's how many people went. And I would say there was probably 10 people dropped from the first visit to the second visit that went in and just heard everything. And they were like, no, this isn't for me. Never mind. So that's the excellent first stop. And I would also say, and I said it earlier, just do your research. Take a tactical pause. Don't get ahead of yourself. You want to lay that solid foundation for your business and try to really do your best to get things right while you're building from the ground up. And if you're building a business and you find yourself taking a shortcut or you see a shortcut offered to you, don't take it because you're probably going to regret it later. Well, that's an interesting one. Don't take shortcuts. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been doing this for very, very long. But one thing that I've learned is that shortcuts usually don't work out when you're trying to build a business. Yeah, I don't think I've actually heard that one before, so that's kind of interesting. I know sometimes people, they just kind of go for it, and they might not have a business plan. That usually is the big thing right there, is people either do or don't have one. And some are adamant that you must have one. Other people are just like, I just jumped into the fire, I made it happen. Yep. But I haven't really heard a lot of talk about don't try and take shortcuts. So it's a good one to think about because it could lead you down the wrong path if you're not careful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just everything that I've seen, I haven't seen anywhere where shortcuts would have worked out in my favor. I just I haven't seen it. So it's worth just making the effort, putting the time in and doing things correctly. Where do you think you'll find yourself in like three to five years from now? So hopefully in three to five years from now, I have a few employees, hopefully veteran employees and a well-established footprint in the New England area from being the premier ATM provider for veterans. Hopefully, I'll have some employees filling the ATM machines because that's basically what I spend a lot of my time doing now. So that way, I can focus more of my time on selling my product and getting my business name out there. And the bottom line is the more ATM machines out there, the more veteran charities can benefit from the donations as well. So hopefully, we're going to be growing and hopefully, we'll be getting some good veteran employees here and, and start expanding. Is your plan to go national if possible? Yep, absolutely. My plan really is to, in thinking very, very big, to have one of my ATMs in every VFW across the country at some point. Same thing with American Legions, same thing with American Veterans Post. Again, I like to think big. I think it can happen. I don't think it can happen overnight, but absolutely the plan is to definitely go national with the ATM placements. I think a great thing about that is that being national, all the local charities would have an opportunity to be donated to if that were the case. Exactly. And there are so many little charities out there that people have never heard of. I mean, everybody has heard of the Wounded Warrior Foundation and everybody has heard of these bigger national level charities. But there are so many little charities. I mean, there's a charity a couple towns over from me called Operation American Soldier, and they package up goods for troops overseas. You know, and they've been doing that for a number of years. But to be honest, I never heard of them until I started working with them. Same thing with Stop Soldier Suicide. I've never heard them until I started working with them. So yeah, it's an excellent opportunity for local charities to get their name out there and to get some extra donations. So where can people find you if they want to reach out and talk to you about getting an ATM or a charity that can be donated to? 
Sure. So my email address is nick at blackdogatm.com. You can check out our website at www.blackdogatm.com. Also on Facebook, same thing, Black Dog Merchant Solutions. We're on Facebook there, Twitter, LinkedIn. Any way you feel like reaching out to me, if you feel like calling me, our number is 978-432-9311. Be more than happy to chat about charities, ATMs, credit card processing, or even if you're just another veteran thinking about starting a business, give me a call. I'll help you out in any way I can. Well, that's really awesome. Nick, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this today. I think it's really something that's great because, you know, one of the things is when you think about ATMs, to me, it's kind of a dreaded thing, you know. I hate having to go to the ATM. I'd rather go to the bank. It's like you said, you know, back when ATMs were considered kind of shady. So it's nice to know that there's something out there that's like this. And I think that donating to a veteran organization or charity is an excellent idea. It makes me more willing to say, hey, I want to go to that machine. That's the one I want to use. I want to be able to help out somebody. So I think it's a great idea, and I do hope you get to go national. And I'm glad to be able to spread the word about it. And you've helped really with providing some good information on starting business so that the transitioning veterans kind of have some ideas to think about. So I appreciate your time today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here, Pete, and thanks for everything that you do for the veteran community. And yeah, I look forward to helping out veterans in the future. And again, my offer stands if anybody wants to chat, wants to hit me up on email, whatever, just has general questions, just feel free to do so. And thank you again, Pete. I was honored to be on here. In this episode with Nick, we heard some great advice you can take advantage of on your own entrepreneur journey. Register your business as a legal entity. This takes it from an idea to reality. Create your website so people have a place to find you. Learn to let go of money to pay for needed things like a lawyer, where you don't get an immediate payoff for the money you have spent. Learn time management. Attend a veteran entrepreneur program like Vet to CEO. Do your research before you get started. And don't take shortcuts. Do it right. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to keep coming back each week for more great episodes. If you want to talk about something you learned today, if you have questions, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, go to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and click on Contact Us. Thank you for listening.